Hey everyone and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week we are doing If This Isn't Nice, I Don't Know What Is by Still Woozy mm -hmm. from 2021. So let's get into it. Oh, uh, okay. If I got one thing right, it was you and me. But I go into the window so nobody sees. Pull me closer, please. I don't even need you to explain how much longer we All right, everyone, we're here. We are. Welcome back, Kev. Thanks. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. Oh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. Uh, we, we've been doing this a few times where we record ahead, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of gives us a, a little bit of a break because it's it's hard to record every week. And every time we see each other for the first time in a couple weeks, it's like it's almost awkward at first. You're <laughs> like, "What you been doing?" Like, I know we've been texting every day, but what you been doing? Yeah, I literally <laughs> talk to you every single day. But yeah, but still, it's like. Where you been? Like, yeah. What are you doing going on vacation, man? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry. But I'm glad to be back, and I'm really excited to uh, talk about Still Woozy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to get your opening thoughts first, because um, we've recorded a little weird, and uh, I don't know your thoughts on this. You don't. So um, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, so uh, Still Woozy is certainly Gen Z music, and being a millennial... Um, it's, it's not that I don't, it, 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 again, I get it. Like it's, 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 I, I love this. I like this album quite a bit. Um, it, it's, um, it's a, a, uh, exercise in vibes. <laughs> it's like for sure. this whole, this whole thing is, um, made for TikTok. this whole album. Um, that's, that's a different type of recording for me. So, but it was cool to hear it's 34 minutes and it's 13 tracks. So. If that tells you anything about like the the brevity of these songs, and how they're kind of made bite size for like the TikTok generation, I think that's that's a pretty cool thing. And like I said, uh, like good vibes are transgenerational. There's nothing, there's nothing that doesn't feel good now that won't feel good in 20 years, and and vice versa. Something from 30 years ago is gonna feel good to somebody that's born tomorrow. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I really dug it and it's, it's, it's not something I would normally listen to for sure. Um, but there's, there's something undeniably like happy and just super positive about this album that you can't deny. Yeah. I, I think we brought them up. I think the first time I brought them up was on the lost episode that we, yeah, the world's probably. never heard. Yeah. Uh, it was on one of my top five songs of 2020 and I think you said this song is like way too cool for me. Yeah, I still um, feel that way. Uh, I think it was Window, but I, I, uh, I found them on TikTok, which I, I don't know if I've told this story before, but um, there was a girl who was like, um, "Bisexuals won't hit on you. They'll say, hey, want to go sit in my car and listen to Still Woozy.'" And I was like, "You know, bisexuals are always cool. Like <laughs> they have their finger on the pulse of what's cool." <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna listen to Still Woozy and the top. I, I don't remember what the top song was, but I was like, damn, this is like, it's so interesting and different and cool. Yeah. But it's still like in that pop pocket. Yes, for sure. Um, so like, no matter what, you're still going to find something that's, that's interesting for you personally. Um, and I think that's why I like it is like, this isn't necessarily my kind of music either, but yeah. it still scratches an itch that I, that I have sometimes. Yeah. And, uh. I don't know. Ever since you said that, it makes me want to like buy a leather jacket because I feel cool now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cool boy. But I, I also, when you were saying that about you know transgenerational, 
like this music is going to be this is going to be cool for like a 21 year old to show the new 21 year olds 10 years from now. yeah for sure yeah um it's going to be like yeah i bet you never heard this it's it's a little underground i mean <laughs> yeah but you know back in 2021 uh still woozy put this banger out and hardly anyone heard it yeah yeah but uh yeah I, i'm excited to uh get into it and uh i i guess i'll start with track one uh woof woof um i I guess before we get started, do you want to guess the singles from the album? So I know for a fact, um, just due to the fact that it has a Spotify animation, that uh, Window is a single. Yes. Um, Outside of that, I couldn't even begin to venture a guess if there's any other singles. Kenny. Okay, that makes sense. That's Life. Okay. And Get Down. Okay. All very different songs. Yeah, they don't. that doesn't surprise me. Um, But I... I, I I'm sure it's intentional. And I also, like, I just heard, I normally try and avoid the singles before an album comes out, but I was never really sure he was going to put an album album out. And that's kind of why we're doing it is because I really liked all the singles. And hearing someone's singles is different from, like, processing an entire album. Mm -hmm. And I I was a little worried that sometimes the shtick was going to get stale. Um, But I knew I liked a lot of the singles, so... um, it's going to be interesting to like talk about this as a full album yeah. rather than like a collection of singles. Yeah. Uh, I'll illuminate my thoughts on that here in a bit, but yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll do that without spoiling too many of my thoughts. Oh, good teaser. Yeah. Uh, so woof, woof, woof. <laughs> I'm doing that for effect so that my dog's ears will move when I do it. Um, Woof, I love this as an album opener. Mm-hmm. It's got like that cool little like ding a ding 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 It's like how every <laughs> like alternative band in, in like the early 2010s started yes. an album. And yeah. I I love it for that. And I I love the like you wouldn't last a day in my head. This it almost sounds like a Beck song. Yeah, kinda. A hundred percent, actually. It's even got that like weird cadence in the verses mm-hmm. where it's like oh, semi rapping but still like singing. Um and I really like the cleverness of the chorus enough where you wouldn't last a day in my head. And then you think you're going to be able to sing along to it. And he switches it to brain the second time he says it in the chorus. And it's just like a good indication of the album. Like he's going to try and keep you off balance. Mm -hmm. And it's not as drastic as Bill Murray does it or thank you scientist does it, but it's just like little, little things to like keep you off balance. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that you know the first thing that comes through immediately is just Still Woozy's under understated vocals. It's the first thing that stands out, and it kind of sets up like that cool Cali Beach vibe for sure. Uh, and it's uh, you know I kind of had the same note where these these they would have killed it in like the early aughts with the likes of LFO and Crazy Town, just like those you know those Cali bro bands that came out in that time. But this is this is something that's a, a f- quite a few notches above those two bands for sure. Um, and it's really hard to hard to find a fault in a song that is less than three minutes long. I mean, it's just good, solid, happy music. And there's no, there's it's there's little bit clever bits here, like you were talking about, and there's just an undeniable cool that it's impossible not to like. It's kind of like when I talk about bluegrass. It's like when you listen to this, you can't be sad. It's impossible. You're not allowed to be sad listening to this song. It feels like most of the upbeat songs on this album are kind of sad, like. Yeah, he then, kind of wrestles with like his thoughts and like depression and things that are very. I think it's more widely accepted now, but like just like throwing that into a pop song is like you're singing along. You wouldn't last day in my head. Yeah, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think that I think 
Yes, because I, when, I, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, cool. This is just very surface-level happy music. But then I started listening to it some more. I was like, no, there's some melancholy in here. And it, you know, it's 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 not – I don't want to say it's like super thinly veiled melancholy. But it kind of – I mean, it's there. You can hear it for sure if you just take a little like of a, a bit of a critical listen to it. But I think overall, like, the, it's still good. I think he, it's him trying to be positive through something that might be a little bit hard to deal with, which is – I think music is a good conduit for that kind of uh, attitude, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, oh, God. You fought it as long as you could. Yeah, I did. Uh, you want to do Rocky? Yeah, I will hop right into Rocky after I uh, just relieved all that pressure building up in my abdomen there. Um, <laughs> uh, this has this this track has... I, I can't... you If you told me this wasn't a Adult Swim transition song, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, there's it's just got that just kind of quirky off kilter thing that Adult Swim like uh, I forget what they call them, but the little cutaways that they do, uh, the, that shit was that was trending on fucking TikTok for forever there, um, and I you know I wrote here still woozy feel, still feels like a guy who was too cool for me to listen to, um, but I don't think he thinks that. I think if you met Stu Woozy and you told him that, and he's like, nah, man, like my music's for everybody. Like you don't have to be any, any sort of way to, to listen to my shit. And that's the kind of feeling I get through this song and really through the entire album, which is kind of, it makes me feel good. Right. It's like, you know, you meet a, a younger kid that you want to impress. And it's like, like you got like a 12 year old, uh, nephew who's doing cool shit and you want to impress him and you're trying really hard. They're like, Hey, you know, you're, I like you, you're cool. <laughs> You don't hello, have to try so hard. Hello, youths. Do you listen to Still Woozy? <laughs> yeah. um, I know. I, I know. You know. I would love to see this dude at a small bar. Like, I bet he would tear the roof off in the most chill way possible. Just you know, everybody would just kind of like be sitting, like leaning back in their chair, drinking whatever drink they're drinking. You know, holding on to their lady or man or you know whatever they identify as, and just uh, just chilling and just really kind of just digging, like being kind of lost in the vibe that he would create. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to like see him with. I I, ha, I I haven't seen any live performances, but I'd love to see how they reiterate these drums because they're not like it's it's drum track. It's drums. a drum machine for sure, yeah. Um, and I I would like to see someone like play a drum machine to this live. So actually, I'm gonna look that up after this, and I'll I might attach a link for some maybe to Rocky to to let people see what it looks like live because yeah. I'm I'm definitely interested. Sure. Uh, this is a single from February. I think it was one of my songs at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one I was very familiar with, and I I love the like. It's super emo, but it's just like peppered into this like kind of. Yeah. Uh, but I won't crash your car if you won't crash mine. Yeah. It's like you're at the throat of someone of your significant other, and it's emo as fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's just strung along in one of these um, these songs that you wouldn't expect. Um funky baseline throughout yeah, for sure. it feels weird to say that because the album we're doing next week is like so bass but oh yeah the bass is very prevalent in this album as well and this almost feels like someone trying to recreate 80s pop which i always yeah. i always enjoy i yeah. love when alt alt and pop bands do that yeah this is certainly a more understated version of that but certainly like the the sounds being generated here i can certainly see that for sure uh track number three is that's life um, this song is so sneaky sad and I think it's kind of just the point I've been driving home I love when songs are like that fuck I mean I picked Don't Trust a Happy Song mm-hmm. a few weeks ago for an album so it's got another funky bass and 
you know, that's how you let the, the bass breathe. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at you, Tokonoma, or Vista, <laughs> whatever your name is. Um, Tokonoma. Tokonoma. I'm looking at you. Just let, there's no piano to be found here. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how funky the bass is. And uh, I, I love the line, uh, you think too much, just shut up and hold me. That's something I think my my wife has said to me because sure. I can see her saying that to you. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just get in your head and like yeah. it's like, hey, dude, chill out. And you're like, no, you know what? I'm gonna keep going, and I got points to make. And they're like, dude, <laughs> it's gonna be okay if you just like stop thinking about it. Just like come <laughs> come hug me and let it be done. Oh, God. Um, I wish you guys could have seen the Valley Girl stance that Dill took on during that. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my fingernails done, um, but. It, there's also it, it's very reminiscent of go all the way back to episode two of Diet Soda Society by the Main, mm-hmm. where it's like just shut up and drink your diet soda. Yes. It's another one yeah. of those like, hey dude, like maybe you just need to take a chill pill. Yeah, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up because when you were, I was like, what the fuck? We've talked about something like this before, so I'm glad you brought it up because mm-hmm. I would have drove me fucking crazy if you didn't. So, <laughs> um, yeah, did you have any more to say on that? Okay, so um, just an. It, it, again i don't i'm not a lyrics guy we know that by now um so i wasn't really super listening to the lyrics but uh, my first note on this is this song would be dope to listen to high and i think it's if they're giving you that message of just kind of hey chill out get out of your head you know tune in plug out or like tune in drop out there you go that's what i was looking for um it's a you know it's another simple song structure but i think that's okay because of the way the bass carries the momentum through the verses. And I think you kind of already touched on that a little bit. Um, you start to, you're, we're starting to see a pattern even three songs in of all of these songs kind of staying kind of on the same level. There's no real like crashing tracks up or down. This is, you're kind of getting like this, this album is going to sound sonically very, very in the same pocket. And that's okay as long as you're doing different things in each track to kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, and he even starts to play around with his vocals a little bit, kind of showing uh, like higher level phrasing where he kind of drags some stuff out, is a little bit more staccato, whereas before just kind of like almost like a sing songy song like speaking voice. Uh, so yeah, it's it's again we're still we're still developing the style here, but you, again you're starting to see the pattern of this is what this album sounds like. It's not going to really deviate from this course that that much, which is okay for sure. Um. Yeah, so let's move on to uh, Whoopi. Whoop! <laughs> yep, Whoopi. No H, which is... Yes, which is weird. So I almost kind of say want to say, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Whoopi. It's Whoopi. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, like, the first time this, this album really feels like a true lo-fi feel to it. It's got jazzy little drums and a nice little guitar riff. And this is the most complete sounding track so far. And there's a lot of elements here that weren't present in other songs where it just kind of felt like the other ones were built in like Pro Tools. This one feels like it's a more complete like band uh, completing the track. Um, I love the outro here and it feels almost like an old school like laid back disco track. Like not like a in your face. Um, so I guess more like a soul, like like a soul ballad kind of. Uh, yeah, it just it's again a really cool track um, with that kind of lo-fi jazziness to it, which we all know I'm a huge fan of right now. Lo-fi is huge right now too. Yeah, I mean it, it's just a cool, interesting like thing to have on in the background. Yeah, it's definitely something that you're like it's not your main focus. Yeah, for sure. 
I, I really like the the lo-fi intro, and it just, like you said, it, it leads to like a very chill song. Um, I was very curious your thoughts of, I would love to be your hair. Uh, there is a certain romance to that in like an Edward Scissorhands kind of way. <laughs> it's very creepy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a weird kid telling you he loves you kind of thing. I just watched uh, Blades of Glory a few weeks I ago. I your hair. <laughs> I just watched Blades of Glory a few weeks ago and, uh. Nick Swartzen says, I still want to rip off your skin and wear it for my birthday. <laughs> it's it's um, like that. It's romantic in its own way, but it's just horrifying. It's going to click with somebody for sure. Sure. Um, maybe like a Wednesday Adams, she would be like, yeah, sure. you would never be my hair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But to me, like this song is just kind of run in the mill. Yeah. Like, we're at track four and it's like, okay, I like I get it. Yeah. There's I, the, it didn't set my world on fire. There's, there's no track on this album that I dislike. But I, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. It did, this album did wear on me a little bit. And it's just like it's like it's not that it, I disliked listening to it. It's just it kind of started to fade to the back of my consciousness in, in a full album listen. I'm always curious as to like the psychology of you and me because like if we spend too much time with an album, yeah, like we've sat on this one maybe 10, 11 days since I picked it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've listened to it. I listened to it once when we first you first gave it to me, and I just let it go. But I've listened to it like five or six times in the last few days because it's like, oh shit, <laughs> we got to record on Friday. Um, and I think just every time, every successive listen, I do it every as the it, every time I listen to it, I started started fading to the back of my consciousness earlier and earlier because mm-hmm. I knew it was coming and I knew there was going to be no peaks and valleys. And that's the that's the danger of doing something like this, an album like this. But it, again, there's nothing bad on this album. It's just the album structure necessarily doesn't work great for this type of music so yeah anyway um that's kind of a little peek into my closing thoughts but yeah yeah uh so get by is track number five and we pick up the speed a little bit yeah as much as still woozy can do or will do i can't i I can't say he wouldn't but Mm -hmm. he doesn't um and i really like the like extra production tricks that he does in the song and it kind of keeps it fun and it's like i think after track four he's kind of aware that maybe the shtick is running, running a little long. Mm-hmm. So like he's gonna mix it up a little bit. Like hey, we're gonna we're gonna pick up the tempo and we're also gonna add some some elements in here that'll make it fun. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't have a whole lot for get by besides the fact that like I noticed a jump in momentum. Yeah, and it's it's a very slight jump on momentum. It's like it went from normal mid tempo to slightly faster mid tempo. Um, it's 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 nice it's nice to hear just something different right something that's not gonna it's gonna perk your ears up a little bit as it's kind of fading back to your back of your mind it's like oh okay that's different and you're gonna start paying attention a little bit more um i was drinking fruit punch while drink taking these notes and when this song came on it felt highly appropriate (laughs) i don't i just i go on yeah i just i don't know it just felt like it was a song you should be drinking fruit punch to Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know if there was a little alcohol or rum in there maybe even a little better um every you know every song so far is it's it's full of like a fun energy even though some of them are slightly depressing and you can kind of tell that if you really listen to it there's some melancholic like things going on in the bed for sure Mm -hmm. Um, but there's always like that fun energy and i you know i read it's like your stoner friend that's always laughing and bringing everyone else along for their kind of weird stonerish ride like they're the kind of they're burnout but they're still like energetic Mm -hmm. uh 
Yeah, and it's just again, I talk about that tempo change. It's it's not huge. It's barely worth mentioning to be honest with you, but it is something different that kind of brings this back to the forefront of your attention again. Um so yeah, cool track. Um again, nothing crazy. Uh it's 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 going to become increasingly hard to like cuz there is no real huge again, no huge swings in this album. So um we'll move on to Before You Were Mine, which is track number 6. Uh, <laughs> I my first note is I'm I think I'm starting to I'm starting to think I'm missing the larger point of Still Woozy and this is I took that note like before I went back and started to feel like the melancholy nature of like what was going on here because it was like this is just it's it's very Jack Johnson ish almost it's like just surface level like coziness which is fine um it just I just I was like there's something I I knew I was missing something uh. And he, he, you truly, truly start to feel like he is a TikTok artist. These, all of these singles are very short. They're very easily digestible. Um, and they were made with like short attention spans in mind, I think. And I think, uh, that kind of, you start to feel that a little bit in the, in the album. It's like, okay, I get, okay, this, I have heard the first 40 seconds of this song. Uh, you know, people say, don't people, nobody watches a TikTok longer than 20 seconds. So if you can do something in that, that span of time, that's going to get you noticed and get your song heard and get the point across in that amount of time, it makes sense to just make your song shorter and make it fit that kind of bite size mentality that everybody's into right now. Um, it doesn't diminish the quality of the songs in any way. Um, it just seems to make the structure of an album obsolete for what music artists need to do to be successful nowadays. And I think that's why I was so curious for a full album because I'd never like gotten sick of his music. I yeah. was always excited, like, oh, he's got a new single out. It, it comes out just just when you kind of forgot about mm-hmm. it. It comes up on your release radar. So to come out with a, a full album with he didn't release all the singles. I think only four is kind of yeah. not a lot for yeah. a pop artist. Um, but are you, was that all you had? Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, I. This is where I started getting really into the album. Yeah. Track track six. And I thought I was starting to get bored of, of the shtick, uh, especially after um, the last couple songs. But the catchiness, and I think that's where I'm... He doesn't set up his choruses the same way. Mm-hmm. And just the cadence or how he, he stretches out words, like, maybe I shouldn't hold my breath. You're like, yeah. oh! Just like something a little different to like kind of... Like you said, snap you out of it. Yeah. And with that, with that cool chorus and then the the, the instrumental uh, bed, I was just like, God, I love him so much. I love this album. I, <laughs> um, and I'd listened to it a few times before, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to piece together my thoughts. But luckily, um, this song was like the turning point. And I think it's because simplicity is key. Yeah. Um, if you do too much production in a song, then it can be seen as like oh you're going for the gimmicks but i think there's enough meat here with the 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 little production tricks to make it like a really fun and different and interesting album um but yeah i love the simplicity of it yeah sure i mean i totally get that i mean it's i have a turn like a turnaround moment too it just comes a little later uh but yeah six seven eight are my three favorite songs for sure um, and ne- track number seven is Drake. And this is my favorite song in the album tied with the next one that's coming up. Yeah. Um, it's just got that plucky guitar with like beach vibes. And it just like, it transports me. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to go back to the Virgin Islands and like be out on my deck and just like looking out. It just, it's got, 
immaculate vibes. And yeah. I remember that from the first time I heard the album. I had it on shuffle, and I was like, holy shit. Like, this song is just so... Like, Jack Johnson is throwing his fists in the air, <laughs> saying, why God? Why wasn't no. it me? Why wasn't it me? I could have done that chord progression. Um, I shouldn't have let them play banana pancakes so much or pancakes. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that Curious George movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That's funny. Uh, what, what do you got? Uh, no, a lot of the same stuff. I was like, is it possible to have a palate cleanser on the most chill album I've listened to since I listened to Jack Johnson? So uh, that's Jack Johnson mentioned uh, more times in five minutes than he's probably ever been mentioned. So if we say it one more time, he, he appears. <laughs> he just he appears. appears. I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. Um, that guy who did that song, um, <laughs> the wrong Jack Johnson to show up, no! the, the boxer from the 1900s squaring up. Anyway, that's uh, enough Jack Johnson talk. Stop. <laughs> you're, you're really tempting fate here. Um, yeah, no, it, it finally sounds different. Something that, that really kind of brings, brought me back fully into the, it bring me, brought me back into an album experience. Right, because before I was starting to feel like, okay, these are this is a compilation of singles, not necessarily an album. That's what it felt like to me, and I think overall that's what this is. It's a compilation of singles, um, but this this placed here is super smart. I think the the placement of the next three songs is super smart because it's. I think you have to know at some point that you know when you're making an album people are going to get fatigued of the same same general sound i mean the obviously i've talked about it they do he does little different things here and there and that kind of again kind of blip it back onto your consciousness here but this is the first time where i really felt like i could kind of feel the melancholy for the first time here because i started to like it was like it piqued me interest and i started listening a little deeper and i was like oh yeah there's some sadness in here uh which is cool because it, it kind of balanced it balanced me back out i was like oh yeah this guy is a little sad isn't he he's kind of a sad boy but he's he's fighting through it with with uh with his a smile on his face, which mm-hmm. is, which is cool. So uh, yeah, Drake is Drake is a cool track. Uh, but into my favorite track, which is number eight, which is window. Uh, it's, it is the first track with Spotify animation. So that's how I knew, I knew it was going to be good. Did you remember <laughs> it from last year? I, uh, once I started listening to it, I was like, yeah, I remember this now. You call it the squeaky bed song. Yeah, yes, because I love squeaky, squeaky bed springs and songs. Uh, it, it's just a cool little, and the way they use it in this track is so smart because it's like whenever you whenever you hear squeaky bed springs in songs before, it's always like a, a constant like bed to the song, mm-hmm. and here it's just like a little punctuation mark to punctuate silence, and it's just it's really cool. It kind of gives you. It gives you like a hit of nostalgia. It's like a little bump of nostalgia. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. I like that. I remember when songs sounded like that. Um, yeah, unsurprisingly, it's my favorite track. It's the first song that I would make it onto a chill playlist because it's 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 production value. The depth of this song. There's a lot going on in the bed, and it feels it's the first song that really truly feels three dimensional to me. Where there's a lot of stuff going going on in the bed. This is to me. This would get massive radio play. Um, whereas everything else feels a little too indie to get like mainstream, like top 40 play. This would absolutely make it on a top 40 radio station. It feels like a DJ mix this or something. Yeah, like, for sure. Like you would hear it at like a, a club or something like the, uh, like yeah. the, all those like little things that are thrown in and yeah. at the end of the chorus. And yeah, there's just so much cool stuff yeah here. it feels chopped and screwed like it's a yeah it's definitely uh like sampled and the little samples like on a like a little midi board where you're hitting little colored squares and shit like that 
Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. And it's an easy run it back song for me. I would always like play this back again because it's, that was a hell of a snore. <laughs> I hope it picks it up. Yeah. I don't know if it picked it up, but yeah, we both just looked over in that general direction with disgust. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, every time I listen to it, it's, it's, it was an easy, like, okay, cool. I want to listen to that again. It's suave. Yeah, it is. It, I, it's one of the first songs I heard from him. And I think, I started listening to Stubuzi around the time the single came out, mm-hmm. which was late 2020. And there's a reason it was on my end of, uh, or my top five songs of 2020, just because it's so damn suave. I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's just, it's got that like cadence to it. That's like, it's so different than the rest of the songs we've heard. It's, it's just sexy. like, mm-hmm. and it's like, Hold me closer, please. And then it's like he speeds it up a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's like it's start and stop, and it's mm-hmm. like almost like you rehearsed this like little rap for a girl. You're like throwing <laughs> rocks at her window, and she's like, you're getting nervous, so you talk a little fast and you slow it down. Yeah. But it's just like it's got that cool cadence that um, that keeps it interesting. And we're at track eight, and we're like, you know what? We're back in. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's such a fun fun place to be. Yep. Uh, track nine is Kenny. Yes. It's uh, super slowed down yeah. after a window. And I'm actually kind of into it. Um, yeah. I, it's almost like trance. Trance-like. Yes. Don't pay me no mind. I'll be fine. I'll pull myself together this time. I'm not going to sing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I really like the the way he kind of portrays it of like, just listen to the music. Don't, don't listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Listen to the music. I'll figure it out. I'll be okay by myself. Um, and it kind of personifies like when you're laying in bed and you're like staring at the ceiling and like you are tired and you want to go to bed, but like you just have these thoughts and you're just like, I need to get my shit together before I go to bed. Yeah. And um, I really like the way that song like kind of brings that to life of like, yes, it's slow and like you, you want it to be over, but it's just, it can't be over. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's like you know this the second half of this album is starting to slap a little bit, uh, <laughs> even if even though this is a slow like super cool meandering kind of track, it's pulling me back yet, which is exactly what you should be doing at track nine of a thirteen track album. Uh, it almost reminds me of like slow Beatles ballads from like their early stuff when they were they would slow it down. It's got that kind of really cool, uh, I don't know, like sixties ish vibe to it. Um, yeah, and he starts to play with like the vocal melody in a super interesting way. It almost feels like you can see him get stretched through a taffy machine slowly, and that's kind of how the vocal like melody kind of feels. Uh, and I can see it so vividly in my mind him getting like the music video, like where he's getting stretched through a taffy machine, but he's still singing these lyrics with kind of like an indifferent expression on his face as he delivers these lines, and it's really kind of cool and trippy and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just really, it, it pulled me back in. I was like, okay, this, maybe this isn't a good album after all. Maybe this doesn't need to be a collection of singles. Maybe it can like really kind of redeem itself here towards the end of the album. Um, that was very quickly killed. <laughs> by Number 10. Uh, it's it, again, there's nothing wrong with these tracks, but it's just, this, we're back to, this feels like the beginning of the album again. Um, it's fine after that, that nice little three song stretch where it was like something completely different. You kind of want to get back to the main theme of what you what you do best uh, because it feels new again at this point. We've we've got you know we've been away for almost fifteen minutes now, so it's good to be well not fifteen but like nine or ten minutes, and it feels good to be back to what we've known. 
before. Uh, the drum track is super interesting because it's kind of off kilter and it always kind of catches my ear. Like every time I listen to it, I was like, oh, what? Mm, mm. Like, a, mm, that feels weird. Like, I, but I, I like that kind of stuff. Um, and that, that, that element kind of elevates another prize. Pretty standard standard like track um but also that kind of whip crack that's in the song is like a cool little punctuation kind of like the bed spring in window it's just kind of a sick little punctuation at the end of like each little stanza there yeah and you didn't even mention that it's our token sex song it is it is for sure i retweeted lyrics just to let people know from our our twitter account that there's a sex song coming people Mm -hmm. and don't worry we when we brought back an album we were gonna talk sex (laughs) um but this is my palate cleanser for the album just because the little detour we did take where it was like a lot of experimental stuff. Um, and not to say his music isn't experimental like with the straightforward songs, yeah. but still um, this felt familiar and it was like, oh, we're back. You know, like we got off the highway and we're back. We're back on. And uh, it was nice to have like a little palate cleanser slash token sex song hybrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two things that we normally touch on. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I liked it, and it's it's just a sexy song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like we're rushing through this album, but there really is. I mean, it's 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 pretty straightforward, and they're they're short songs, so it's not like we can't really go into depth here about like the complexity of this this album because there's not a whole lot of complex stuff happening here, at least sonically. So. Um, I don't want to make people, I don't want people to feel like, oh, we just didn't like this album, but because I think we both do, I think we like it for different reasons for mm-hmm. sure. But, um, we're still going to talk about it longer than the album was itself. So yeah, that's, yes. not, which that's is something that's always the goal. <laughs> uh, uh, so all along you ready for it? Yeah, let's go. Um, this is another more alt pop sound, uh, with the guitar. It's almost like we're, we're back to track one and we're capturing that, that back energy mm-hmm. again. And I know I already uh, made the comparison to Beck, but this feels very Sugar Ray. It's got some turntables <laughs> sure. in it. Um, and I really love the, the turntables, the plucky guitar. It's just another facet of like, maybe you're at Put in Bay and, you, you know, there's a, this song's playing and you're like, you know what? We're doing Child's Patron. Dude, fuck you. Because now all I can think about is the beginning of, uh, what, Fly or whatever by Sugar Ray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I fucking I I have a super love hate relationship with Sugar Ray. That's your guilty pleasure. It's, it's that makes you believe in guilty pleasure. If there's one thing I don't you know because I don't really like Sugar Ray. I wouldn't say that I enjoy Sugar Ray, but I've played the fuck out of that 1492 album. I know I've talked about it before, and I'll listen to Sugar Ray when it comes on because it's a good little nostalgia hit. But yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna pick a future. There's a well, Sugar Ray album from a few years ago that just we can came do, out. We should just do 1492 because I I do actually think that is a good album mm-hmm. objectively. But anyway, um, were you done with that? I'm sorry. I wrote out the lyrics that I really liked. I finally found out I wasn't wrong all along. All along, I love that. There's just always a catchy lyric that's like, "Man, if I was 10 years younger, I'd I'd <laughs> angst post the shit out of that yep. on Twitter." Yep. Um, on your fucking aim away message. Yep, don't text. <laughs> I finally found out I wasn't wrong all along. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. And then just sit there and wait for someone to reply. What's wrong? Be like, I'm glad you asked. I wasn't away at all. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to ask. <laughs> That's kind of like when uh, someone says, I need unspoken prayers on Facebook. It's yeah, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, 
unspoken prayers. You don't post that on the internet and want unspoken prayers. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna actually pray to the devil against you. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Please, Satan, curse this person in the worst imaginable ways. You know what? They deserve it. <laughs> uh, all along. Kev. Yeah. So um, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this track. Um, other than like, still woozy, he strikes me as like a hyper creative like person who's just good at all art. Like he's probably he can probably sketch super well. Like work in like oil painting for some reason. Like I don't know. He just strikes me as like a hyper creative person. But he can't really sing all that well or play like an actual instrument. But he, despite that fact, he has really cool fucking ideas about song structure and like how to build an album and a song. So he willed himself into a musician and just like, got into Pro Tools. He's like, I'm going to fucking figure this shit out because I've got cool shit knocking around in my noggin. And there's something really interesting about that kind of artist. And I think that's more and more common now as like actual music production becomes easier and easier. You don't need a huge studio. You can literally just sit down at your fucking Mac and just produce some dope shit for sure. I mean, you got to get a good quality microphone and a keyboard. You're, you got a music studio. Yeah, I think that his real name is Sven. I mm-hmm. mean, he's from L.A., but his name is Sven. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely feel, A, he's from L.A. You can yeah. feel that throughout. But also, I think it's just him and one other guy that produced this yeah. whole album. And like to not have that many hands in allows from, for some like weird and creative things to come yeah, out. Yeah, you can tell this is, yeah, and again, you can tell this is from like one or two person's brains because it's very focused. And I think that's the one thing you can really say about this album is that it is incredibly focused in its sound. There's, there's not like you don't get that sense for like, oh, shit, somebody else wrote this song. It's a perfect example of that is on Beatles Abbey Road when you get a Ringo Starr song like, oh, what the fuck? This is I mean, it's clear. This is clearly a Ringo song like Octopus's Garden. It's like I fucking love that song, but it's like this doesn't fit on this album at all, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, anyway, it's there's none of that, which is again, it's cool. I think I think there's something to be said for being hyper focused and being able to be uh, an unfiltered version of your own creative creative vision because that's that's less and less possible uh, with like working with producers and shit like that because they want to put on their stamp on it. They have directions from the uh the label what they want this album to sound like and what they think you should sound like shit like that so it's cool to hear like something super indie like this because i haven't really got been exposed to a whole lot of that recently so uh yeah and it also it reminds me of spyro the dragon for some reason i don't know why but it it does i get that (laughs) it's like it's just it's it's like a nice little thing to have in the background as you jump around as a cute little purple dragon we're really just the whole reason we do this podcast is to like listen to new music while we play video games yeah kind of yeah yeah and to have an excuse to hang out yeah <laughs> once a week <laughs> or sometimes once I every need two human weeks interaction <laughs> uh so yeah moving on to number 12 wtf what the freak what the freak what the fudge uh, i found out the last night that tiktok censors your um messages if you're doing dms you can't say fuck or dick i learned that really last night. yeah don't ask me why i was sending fuck or dick but well, if, if it's us sending TikToks to one another. Um, um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> my first note is still woozy is Post Malone on Downers. Oh. He's just like a super, super, super chill like Post Malone. It's not a dig on either, but his style feels like a hyper subdued version of something Posty would love to make. Kind of like when he does like his acoustic stuff. On um, Post Malone does his acoustic stuff. It kind of has a similar... 
a kind of timbre to this stuff and it's it's always really really cool but it it, it stands out on his albums because that's obviously he does he's a hip-hop artist so when he does like his his ballads it's like oh this is fucking killer mm-hmm. uh so yeah i th- really do think they're kind of similar in a lot of ways that isn't necessarily readily apparent um but i'm about at my limit for new things to say about this album so. um yeah i honestly i i think we could do without this song yeah um it's just kind of more the same it's it's got a catchy chorus it's got cool production tricks yeah. but I'm not tired of the formula because I think it works. I think this song is just kind of redundant. Yeah, no, I like I said, like I've said throughout, I, like I don't think there's anything bad about this album. I just think it doesn't necessarily need to be an album. I think you could just release these as singles and it would be much more effective. Yeah, f- four or five song EPs. Even, yeah, for you know. sure. Uh, we'll, I'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about track 13 these yeah, days? Yeah, go ahead and lead into it. What an awesome closer. Yeah. I love the tuning of the guitar and the... This he it's almost like he want to give us a little a baggie at the door and like send us home with good vibes yeah. and um the whole the vocals almost seem more hushed and it's almost like he's apologizing like he's <laughs> a, it's almost apologetic like for showing your depression yeah and it's like hey I'm sorry I told you all that stuff but thanks for sticking it out with me and you know you have those conversations sometimes with people where you're like. Oh shit! I kind of overshared, and yeah. I'm sorry I overshared. But yeah. thank you for for bending my ear, or let me letting me bend your ear. Yeah. And there's like a weird sound in the instrumental bridge, um, that's ominous. And I honestly think that's like he wanted to make like a happy song to send people off with, but he still wanted to like let you know that even though he's told you about his depression, he's told you everything that's going on. There's like I'm going to add this little bit to let you know, like it's still in the back of my mind and it's like, I'm not rid of it. It's just like, it's at bay for the most part. Yeah. And I thought that was a really, maybe that wasn't the intention, but that's what I got from it. And, uh, I really like, um, ending the album with these days they go on. Yeah. It's just like, uh, well, you know, life goes on. Uh, let's just go straight into closing thoughts because I don't really have a lot. No, nothing good about yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think what you just said is a, is kind of wrapping it up beautifully, and like I don't want to kind of beat a dead horse with what I've already said. So, um, to me, it's just it's just not. It didn't really strike me as anything super special, but I think that's just more album fatigue and not really this track's fault for mm-hmm. sure. So, um, I want to leave the impression of what you just said. So, uh, because it was really well thought out, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go straight into my closing thoughts here, which I've already touched on quite. A bit uh, like Stu Woozy's Stu Woozy's dope I think there's something super cool about him um, but contrary to what I feel about literally almost every single artist I live listen to I feel like this out al- an album structure just doesn't it doesn't lend itself well to the type of music that he makes I think and I've touched on it already the the individual parts of this whole are great but when smashed together on one album it's it's so even keeled that it it's by no fault of the quality of the songs it just kind of tends to fall back to the back of my mind and that i really had trouble like listening to this album and taking notes on it because I, even like during my critical listen where i'm like trying to listen to it and really kind of to digest what's going on here i would find myself like oh shit like i was i'm listening to a song right now it's like i, I really do think that this is good and i don't want people to think that i don't like it because i do 
Um, Maybe that's a testament to like the trance-like nature of of the songs. Yeah, I think if you, I think this, I don't think it's a bad thing to like because I it never offended me, not even once. Like I enjoyed listening to it. It's just I wasn't like paying attention to it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, because I think this is chill music, and I think if chill music doesn't make you feel bad, I think it accomplishes its mission. Mm-hmm. Um, every individual track is just like kind of dripping with its own individual stees, but you know. I think I would enjoy him much better in bite-sized chunks rather than a full album. I think um, I, I, I appreciate him putting him in an album so we could talk about it. And kind of like if you haven't heard of Still Woozy, go out there and listen to at least Window. Like that's a great fucking track. Um, and just kind of discover from there. But don't – my advice would be don't listen to this full album. Put it, put the album on a playlist that already exists and that hit random and get them in like chunks here and there in between other stuff that sounds a little bit more different than what this does because I really do I really do think there's some cool shit here um, and it could just be me too I just I would prefer to hear this in, in chunks rather than in an album yeah I, I don't think you're wrong I think I might have enjoyed it more because I had shuffled it for so long yeah that when I started listening to it as an album I love how it I loved how it started. I loved the middle part and I loved the end. Yeah. And some of the things in between aren't great, but still like I think generally it's it's a good album and I was pleasantly surprised with my takeaway because I think that was going to be my my like worry before was like is this going to be is 13 songs too much of yeah. of this one thing. And it was nice to hear a little bit of changes and like it's not perfect, but it's also his first album. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything really wrong here. I just think, you know, break it up into smaller chunks. Do, like, short, shorter chunks of these releases. If you want to do, like, a collection, like, make do EPs. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like that's, again, we live in kind of like a bite-sized world now with short attention spans. And because everything is so immediately accessible, um, I, I really don't th- – it's not a dirty thing to just release EPs anymore. I think it's more than learning that with the podcast. Every we we, we really are. We've done more EPs than I, because when you first time you brought up an EP is like, it feels like we're cheating. Yeah. But, but also like, I think that's a testament to people in quarantine from the past year. Like EPs are just so easy to like, I had this idea and I want to, I was in this headspace. So let's crank out a couple songs and put it out. And, um, yeah, I think you're right. This this probably would have been better as like a six song EP or something. Yeah, I think I would have. I, it's it's. I think I would have been less harsh on my critique of a full album. I think I would. And again, I I want to reiterate that I didn't dislike any song. I actually really like most of these songs. Um, it just like I I got fatigued. I just got a little taste fatigue. That's all. And uh, yeah, we're sorry, Sven. If you if you hear this, you can come on. No, and again, I don't. Yeah, please come on because I would love to talk to you about like what your your thought process is and what, how you how you settled on the sound because it's really cool. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think I'm saying being overly negative here. No. I just I really think that you know this type of music needs to be consumed in bite sized chunks. That being said, I also have a, like a full compilation of Still Woozy that I shuffle. <laughs> but it's like for a specific mood. Yeah, like if sure. you're cleaning around the house and you don't want anything too high or too low. Yeah. Um, so let's get into songs of the show, shall we? Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. Uh, I actually, so Bloody Beat Roots is one of my favorite like EDM. Like they're, they're kind of like a cross genre. They do have like a lot of like rock crossover stuff. Um, they just released a new album, which I think is a soundtrack to like a motorcycle racing game. <laughs> I got a I got a notification. I was like, "Oh, sick! Yeah, new bloody beat roots. I've been waiting for this forever." 
and I listened to it. I was like, yeah, it's fine. But it's a video game soundtrack. Yeah. And so what that reminded me of is one of my favorite tracks of all time. And I may have even used this as a song of the show before. And if I did, I apologize. But it's uh, the song Albion or Albion uh, by Bloody Beat Roots, obviously. And it's got one of my favorite drops ever. Uh, but I know Ben thinks that as well. Um, it's just really, really cool. It's like this like super – like the the – the guy whoever does it says albion before the drop and it's like this super resistant movement it's like albion it's really like strained and like and then it drops right into like this super high energy happy crazy drop and it's just really really fucking satisfying like this drop it's just one of the best of all time i think so what does albion mean i don't fucking know i have no idea i never cared to look it up because it's too cool yeah don't want it to ruin it <laughs> yeah I'm, I don't even know if it means anything, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um, I just know I love this track. And really, this whole album is great. So check it out in our yeah. song of the show. Yeah, notes. please. <laughs> uh, my song of the show is Nothing Feels Better by Pink Sweat. Mm-hmm. Pink Sweat is the cool... Speaking of artists that make you feel cooler than you are, uh, Pink Sweat is just like... I'd never heard of him, but it came up on Spotify. Since we did have such a lull, I started like experimenting and yeah, like trying too. to find different things to listen to and um it's like frank ocean yeah but cooler and i don't know i don't even know how it's to a bold statement it. i think it's cooler than frank ocean yeah. i'd love to talk about frank ocean at some point but i'd also love to cover pink sweats uh album from 2020 um because it's just unlike anything we talk about mm-hmm. and also it's just like it's sensual Ooh, it like makes me want to put on like a robe hell yeah um, but yeah, uh, what did I say the song was called? Nothing feels better. Of of course, it's like it's like a whole the whole album is a token sex song. Yeah, for sure. We would like to have to dress up as Hugh Hefner and like smoke cigars inside fine. the house. I'll get I'll get skanky with you. That's yeah. fine. I'm down for it. Yeah, let's um, do it. I'm, I'm talking like this the whole time. We can put on our real real sexy NPR yeah. voices. And then we're talking about uh, nothing else forever. Nothing yeah, like forever. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. I could. I could do it. <laughs> We'd have to smoke a couple ciggies. To really yeah, that's right. Yeah. Co- yeah. Get some coated. heaters. Get some heaters down our throat, and we'll be all right. That um, sounded way grosser than it needed to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next week uh, we're going to have a guest on, and we're going to be talking to Louis Curran. Yeah, finally. Um, you want to tell him what the album's going to be? Yeah. So it is a album by the band Nuclear Power Trio, which is a power trio, uh, and it is called A Clear and Present Rager. And it is a metal-esque, it's, it's a metal, it's metal. It's a instrumental, and if you know, if you've listened, you know I love instrumentals, and because it's easier for me to do, and I think it's just really fucking cool music to listen to. Um, I can't wait to talk about it with Lou, um, have him on, and uh, finally get his, uh, the, have him really truly earn his third spot on the podcast. Will he earn it? Turn in next week to find out. <laughs> also, um... Ben does have a song of the show. I believe this was supposed to be Porter Robinson. As, but we talk about both of his songs on the show on next week's show because we recorded twice and we already recorded that episode. So Yeah, we've done things <laughs> bass backwards. So yeah. it, it feels weird talking about what we're going to do next week when we've already talked about it. But, yes. Um, it kind of ruined my own continuity there. But, you know, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> next week you'll hear it's kind of like Back to the Future where it's like, wait, did the timeline is screwing with my mind. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening guys. We're so excited to, uh, do it again next week. So, yep. Thanks for listening.